Welcome to the underground, a place to hear the word of God before you go six feet underground. Where the word of God takes you to places where there's a void at, where darkness covers the earth, where the foundation is being laid, where growth is happening, where the seed of God's word is being sown, where repentance starts. It's the underground. And who am I? I'm just the voice of one calling out saying repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand let's go it's the underground what I'm here to do tell you to cry out for repentance just like John the Baptist did in Matthew chapter 3 and verse 2 it says repent of your sins and turn to God for the kingdom of heaven is near in verse 3 he said the prophet Isaiah was speaking about John when he said he was a voice shouting in the wilderness prepare the way for the Lord's coming clear the road for him I'm just a voice in the wilderness, wilderness of America saying, repent, prepare the way for Jesus is coming. And we better clear the road, clear our lives, clear our minds for him. 
Jesus was saying the same thing in Matthew chapter 4, verse 17. He says, from that time, Jesus began to preach. What he began to preach? Was he preaching some prosperity message? Was he preaching uh, how to get a, a good relationship? How to get a good husband? How to get a good wife? How to get a good job? How to build your business? How to build your church? Was he preaching these things? No, he said the first thing he began to preach was saying, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. He was saying, repent for I'm here at hand. God is here. So repent. And that's what we got to do, y'all. If we want to be accepted into the kingdom, if we want to come into the kingdom of God, kingdom of God, we got to repent, y'all. We got to repent. Oh, man, I hope y'all having a good day. Hope everybody woke up on the uh, right side of the bed, you know. And no matter what uh, side you wake up on, you just got to wake up being thankful, being grateful. Feeling like you have another day, another opportunity to get close to God, to get it right with God. To try to fulfill what you was created to do while you're on earth. I hope you started that today. I hope you got around and doing some things to, to put a smile on God's face. You know what I mean? Put a smile on God's face. Are you looking like Jesus? When you look in the mirror, I know you see your pretty face. Mm -hmm. I know you see your uh, uh, pretty teeth. I know you see your nose ring. I know you see them diamonds in your ear. I know you see that fresh fade when you look in the uh, mirror. You're like, ooh, that boy did good. And he edged me up right. I know that's what you see. I know you see your baby hair that you didn't slick down with a toothbrush and some uh, gel. That's what you're looking at, right? But I want to also know, do you see Jesus? Can you see Jesus in that mirror with all them stains on it? Can you see Jesus? And can you see anyway? Can you can you get some Windex and clean that mirror out? Why y'all taking pictures with y'all mirrors like that? That's not godly at all. That's just a side note, just to, you know, speak something to people's life. Look, if you go take some pictures, can you make sure your window clean? It got water spots and toothpaste all on the wood. What's going on? You need to repent of that mirror and get things right. Okay. <laughs> but now I want to, I want to talk about that today. Looking like Jesus, you know, cause in our self-absorbed generation, and our clout chasing generation and our teaching attention seeking generation and our follow me generation and our we tweet me generation you know like post generation we think looking like jesus is having a whole bunch of people liking us having a big influence having a big ministry having a lot of views you know something wrong with that no nah, ain't nothing wrong with that mm -mm. ain't nothing wrong with that jesus had uh influence jesus had a lot of clout 
he got that now. So ain't nothing wrong with that. Jesus had a lot of views. You see how many people was following him? Everybody was looking at him. So ain't nothing wrong with that. But I just want you to know there's other ways to look like Jesus. And some most of the times when we start looking like Jesus in this area, we think something's going on. We think something is wrong. We really praying for God to change how he's trying to make us look like Jesus. There's some seasons in our life that we're becoming more like Jesus. We're looking more like Jesus. We're getting a heart more like Christ. But we really like, uh, uh-uh, I don't like this. Mm-mm, I don't like this. I don't like that at all. I'm going to have to drop it down. Uh, uh-uh, I don't like this. Shout out to Billy, right? But we don't be liking this at all. Why we say that? Why you say that? Let's go to scripture. Let's go to scripture. Isaiah 53 and verse 3. Isaiah 53 and verse 3. We're going to start there. And we're going to read a couple of scriptures. We're going to see, hey, if you identify with these scriptures, guess what? You looking more like Christ. <laughs> you looking more like Christ every single day. And I want you to know God sees that. If nobody else sees it, God sees that you're looking more like Christ. And if we, you know, I know we don't like to just narrow it down to this because we want more. We 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 feel like it needs to be more to God's plan. You know, we feel like it got to be more as the God's plan. That's what the rapper says. That's what our favorite musician says when they talk about God's plan. So I know this ain't just the only thing God had, but let's be real. His, his, his main focus is that you be holy and look like his son, Christ. I know you want to add more to it. I know you want to add more filter to that. Right. I know you want to add a new background to that. I know you want to add some more color to that. Because that's what we do, right? To add some more to our picture so people can look at it and say, ooh, 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 that look good. Ooh, look at that. Ooh, right? We want to add more to it. Oh, I like that. Wait, oh, okay. What is that called? Christian? Oh, okay. I like that. What is it? Being the disciple? Okay, I like that. Yeah, because we're looking for the world to love what God hates. Isaiah 53 and verse 3, it says, he was despised and rejected by man. He was despised and rejected by man. You may be getting a whole bunch of rejection right now. Right. You just started your business and you going out, you marketing, you uh talking to people. And it seemed like you getting rejected and rejected and rejected and rejected. You've been trying to find you a new uh boo thing. And it just seemed like it ain't working out. You trying to holler at people. It's uh, people always rejecting you, turning you down, talking about you ain't they type. You like, what's going on? You steady asking people, pray for me because, you know, I'm looking for a breakthrough. Well, I'm here to tell you, maybe your breakthrough is happening right now with the rejection that you're getting. I know we, I just know that that may feel some type of way for you because I don't like to be rejected. 
you know, it 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 it, it ain't it don't feel good to my flesh. But I'm identifying with Christ in his suffering. It's making me look more like Christ to know what rejection feels like. To know what rejections feel like and still come to God and praise and worship him with my life, not just with my mouth. Worship him with my heart and not just with my mouth. I'm becoming more like Christ when I'm being despised. When I'm being despised, people don't like being around me. They despise me. They despise when I come. They despise when I walk up. They despise when I start talking about how good God has been in my life. They despise it. And I'm being rejected by men. I've been rejected by this job. I've been rejected by this team. I was trying out. For, I've been trying out for team after team, trying to get into the NBA, trying to make it to the NFL, trying to get into the MLB. I'm trying to uh, play college football. I'm trying to play college basketball. I'm trying to play high school sports, and I keep just getting rejected and rejected. What's going on? I couldn't get into school. I got rejected from my favorite college. Why is that, God? Is something wrong with me? Maybe nothing is wrong with you. Maybe this is a part of your narrow path walk. Rejection. Maybe you're in a season of feeling what rejection feels like. I know you're just so wonderful and you've just been getting accepted all your life. Everybody liked you. Everybody said yes to you. You always got the yes treatment. But now you're going through a season of rejection. And you feel like something is wrong with you. You feel like, has God forgot about you? He didn't forget about you. Did he forget about Jesus? No. He was well pleased with what Jesus was doing. But still, he was being despised and rejected. And then he said he was a man of sorrow, acquainted with deepest grief. He had sorrow and grief going on in the inside of him. Why I feel like this, God? Why am I always feeling sorry for myself? Or why am I always feeling sad and down and just a lot of just thoughts of just, I just don't, it's just so depressed, God. Why I'm feeling like this? Huh? Why, God? Oh, you just looking more like Jesus? Yeah, my son had to walk through that same thing. Mm-hmm. My son had to walk through that same thing. That's all. And so what you're going through right now, I'm just working it out for the good of those who love and are called according to my purpose. You see what I'm saying? Let's keep on going. It says, we turned our backs on him and looked the other way. We turned our backs on him and looked the other way. Soon as they started their ministry, everybody turned their back on him, stopped supporting. What's wrong? Why? Why ain't nobody supporting me no more, God? Why are my friends walking away from me now, God? Why my family don't support me like that, God? What's going on? What I do, God? He say nothing. 
That's a part of looking like Christ. That's a part of being his disciples. People go turn their back on you. People go look the other way. When you got something going on, when you pushing something, when you trying to grow something, when you trying to build something, people go look the other way. Act like you, you invisible. Oh, okay. That's what she, oh, okay. That's cute. Okay. Anyway, they looked the other way. He was despised and we did not care. I'm reading from the New Living tra Translation, by the way. I love the New Translation. It just breaks it down. I can understand it. You know, I, uh, I'm not uh, uh, too bright sometimes. So sometimes the King James just, I don't know, it just died out and, uh, you know, all them words that I didn't grow up saying. So... <sighs> He was despising. We did not care. Feeling like nobody care about you? Huh? Feeling like the people in your life don't care about you? Feeling that way, ain't you? Look at you looking like Jesus. You better go on with your bad self over there walking like God, walking like Christ, walking it out. You'll walk it out. I walk it out. I walk it out. There you go. You walking it out now. Looking more like Jesus. See what I'm saying? You ought to start being happy. You got to start thanking God for the rejection. You got to start thanking God for people despising you. It's making you look more like Christ. Let's go to some other uh, scriptures. Let's go to uh, John chapter 1 and verse 11. John chapter 1 and verse 11. It said... He came to his own people, and even they rejected him. Came to his own people. Came to his own culture. Came to his own family. Came to his own home. And they rejected him. You're not alone. You are not alone. You're not alone. Jesus said, I went to my own people and they was rejecting me. Mama rejecting you. Daddy rejecting you. Siblings rejecting you. Friends rejecting you. Co-workers rejecting you. Teammates rejecting you. Children rejecting you, wife rejecting you, husband rejecting you, your own rejecting you. I'm seeing something in your life right now. Guess what I'm seeing? You starting to look well, too much like Christ. Look at you looking like Christ. Wait a minute. Turn to the side real quick. Let me see. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I see him. I see him in you. Okay. Yeah, you looking just like Christ on that side. Yeah, you looking just like Christ. Let me see. No, turn your head to. Okay, let me see. Okay. Yeah, he did. God did real good on in that season because you look just like Christ, especially, you know, by the, down by the neck and up. You look just like him. Mm-hmm. Let's go to some more scriptures. Let's go to some more scriptures. I'm encouraging people right now. Because you thought something was wrong. 
you thought God was mad at you or you thought that, you know, life wasn't working out for you. You thought that what's going on is I'm, is I'm okay. Did I do something? You ain't do nothing. You ain't do nothing. But walk this narrow path. You, you ain't do nothing but was being obedient. Good job. First Peter 2, 4. You are coming to Christ, who is the living cornerstone of God's temple. He was rejected by people, but he was chosen by God for great honor. And that's what I'm saying. We got to be a certain group of people that, hey, we don't care about people not liking us as long as God has chosen us. That's a tough thing to stand for, too, by the way. Being rejected by people, being rejected by friends, being rejected by family. You see, but saying I'd rather be chosen by God. Chosen by somebody you can't see, right? Can't sometimes really hear him, right? In our natural, we can't uh, experience him like we can experience the people that's rejecting him. So what, what, what usually happens is because we want to experience the people that we can see in our flesh and touch with our flesh, we'll end up lowering our standards so we can appease the people who really will reject us when we are walking with God. But because we we want that love so much, we want they support so much. We want to feel value to people, to man. We say, okay, 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 okay. What I need to water down. I, I, okay, I, I I can I can take that away. I I I don't have to talk about that. I can take the honor away from my life that God has given me. That's cool. I, I I lay that aside instead of laying sin aside that easily weighs me down. I'm gonna lay the honor that God has given me aside so I can appease you, boyfriend. Okay, because I really want to appease you, girlfriend. Man, I really want to appease you, wifey. So I lay the honor God gave me. I'm I'm putting that away right now. In fact, let me put that in my closet. I'm gonna put that whale in the back. And I only put it on, you know, when you're not around or on Sundays. OK. But if that makes you uncomfortable, I'm going to put that away because I'm really looking for your uh, validation. I really want to be chosen by people, not by God. Is that where you're at right now in your life? Take a deep look in the mirror. And ask yourself, is that what I'm doing? Is that how my walk go? Is that how my life go? That I'd rather be valued by people, sinful people at that. Evil people at that. Instead of valued by God. Let's go to it. This is the question you want to ask yourself when you're talking to yourself, because I know you be talking to yourself a lot. Mm -hmm. Philippians chapter three and verse 10. I want to know Christ 
I want to know Christ. Do, do you want to know Christ? Stop right. Do you want to know Christ? Is he that important to you? Like right now, at this moment in your life, are you really trying to get to know Christ? Or are you just like, uh, not right now. Just not right now. You know, it's just easy. It's these easy questions that I, I believe that we ask people that we're dating. You know, we ask people these questions because we want to know, are, are they serious, right? So we ask, are you really trying to get to know me? We ask these type of questions. So I'm, I'm asking you these questions, like, are, are you really trying to get to know them? If you say, uh, uh, well, you know, we don't know how your life is going to go. You just, you just living by the mercies of God then. You say you want to do your own thing. That's cool. But if you're really trying to get to know Christ, Guess what? He says, I want to know Christ and experience the mighty power that raised him from the dead. How do we experience the mighty power of the resurrection if we're not killing nothing? If we're not putting to death anything, which needs to be our old life. And then we'll start to see the power of the resurrection for our new life. We'll start to see it manifest in our life. The reason you don't experience God's power, because nothing is dead in your life. You're keeping everything alive from your old life. Still got the same old friends, still got the same old boyfriend, still got the old mindset, still got the old tricks and schemes, still got the old way you talk, still got the old way of how you spend your money. It's everything. You're still keeping everything alive. God doesn't put his power on sinful, fleshly things. Let me say that again. God doesn't put his power on sinful flesh things. When you're in the flesh, you cannot please God. When you're in the flesh, you cannot please God. Let me look up that scripture. That scripture just came to my mind. So let me look it up because I, 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 I don't like, you know, y'all be thinking I'm making up stuff. Let me give me a second. Okay. Uh Romans chapter eight in verse eight. Romans chapter eight in verse eight. I just want to uh read this scripture to you real quick. Those who are in the realm of the flesh cannot please God. The New Living Translation says that's why those who are still under the control of their sinful nature can never please God. See? That's why you never see the power of the resur uh, the power of the resurrection that uh Christ was talking about in Philippians 3:10. You 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 don't experience that in your life. 
because you're still under the control of the sinful flesh. Ask God to help you kill it. Ask God to help you put it night, night. <sighs> yeah. And then it says, it says, I want to know Christ and experience the mighty power that he raised him from the dead. I want to suffer with him. We ain't saying, look, I'm going to be real. Look, ain't nobody saying that. We ain't trying to suffer with him like that. Let's be real, y'all. We weren't raised to talk like that. Yeah, we weren't brought up. Our, our culture is, a, we are not trying to suffer anything. If our, if our internet ain't working fast enough, we ain't even trying to suffer through that. <laughs> oh, man, we in trouble, y'all. But anyways, yeah. If, yeah, if YouTube going slow, we're like, what is wrong? You get what I'm saying? We we feel if the if if, if McDonald's line is taking too long or anything happening, we like what is going on? If Amazon packages don't come on time, we we feel like we suffering, right? So when it says I want to suffer with him, Shan in his death, that's some supernatural stuff that we gonna have to ask God. God, you gonna have to show me how to do that. Oh, yeah, you're going to have to show me how to do that, God. You're going to have to teach me how to uh, want to suffer with him. What, what that mean? Suffer with him? Uh-uh. I'm not trying to suffer like that. I went crazy when our lights was out for uh, almost a day. I thought that was suffering. I, I thought, you know, well, you know, it, can I get rewarded for that? <laughs> you see what I'm saying? So... I don't think our, our mindset, just the way we we're raised, just the way the culture is, just the way the uh, prince of the air has set up our society, he's making us weak to even suffer. To suffer. The moment we have any type of persecution, we quick to back out anything we said, apologize and say, okay, my bad. I, I mean, I, I don't want to suffer that type of persecution. My bad. I'm cool. We cool. I was just playing. I was just playing. I, I, didn't, yeah, I was just playing when I said that. You know, I, I love everything. Yeah. I'm cool with everybody and everything. You know, I just want to be cool. I just want to get my followers back and my sponsors back and stuff like that. So I don't want to suffer like that. You see, I want to suffer with him. And sharing in his death, becoming like him in his death. What that mean? Obedience. Because he was obedient to the cross. He was just obedient, man. He was just so obedient, y'all. And that's what that's what your God was. He was just so obedient. And that's what we uh that's what we are trying to do, right? That's how we're trying to live. Is that how you live? Is that how you live? Matter of fact, thank you, Holy Spirit. Another verse just came to my mind. Let me look it up real quick for y'all.
it says Philippians chapter two and verse eight says, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. This is what it means sharing in his death. We come obedient to the cross that God has shaped and framed for our life. We come obedient to it. We start killing things that he's asking us to kill. You know those things because the Holy Spirit is going to talk to you, woman of God, man of God, young person of God. He's going to talk to you about the things that he wants you to nail to the cross. And if we're trying to share in his suffering and share in his death, these are the things that we have to do. He says, I want you to nail that to the cross. I want you to lay that down, son. Can you do it? And uh, I mean, not right now. Can you come back when I get older? Yeah, when I get like 60, I can nail that to the cross then. But God, I'm 20, I'm 30. I'm 15. I'm I'm not trying to nail that to the cross right now, God. <laughs> Are you what? I'm not trying to do that. But when we start to obediently, willing, willingly lay those things to the cross, guess what? We start looking more and more like Jesus. People start looking at you like, uh, you, something different about you. Something is different about you. People start saying, you look different. You look different. Did you get a haircut? Oh, okay, it's just something different. I didn't, it's something different about you. Okay, something different. You know what's different? You becoming obedient to your cross. And then you start looking so much more. Turn to the side again. Oh my God, you are looking so much like Christ right now. Yes, for real. You're looking more like Christ, dude. Like, yeah. Oh my God, girl, you're looking so much like Christ. Look at you. Looking like Christ. Walking like Christ. Look at that. That's what I want for us. As believers, we got to get to the point where every day we're trying to look more like Christ. That is our main focus. That is our main goals. We seek first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness and all those other things. Okay, that's cool. That's cool. If it come, it come. If it don't, uh, whatever. Because I'm not really focused on those other things. I'm focused on the kingdom of God and his righteousness so I can become more like Christ. And in order to get to the kingdom, you got to do this. Cry out like a newborn child. Cry. 